And welcome into another Destination 831 podcast. I'm Coach Casey, joined today by local musician Chuck Brewer. And I'm excited to hear from Chuck. He's brought in an assortment of harps. We'll find out all about his musical endeavors. Chuck, thanks so much for being here on Destination 831. Now, you're... you're Kind of fairly new on the on the local scene, aren't you? In terms well, of music, I'm like or? a new old kid in a town. new old kid. That's who you are, right? Actually, actually I, I was uh, I I lived here since 1976. About um, I don't know about 15 years ago, uh, we decided to move up to Seattle, and we just came back, you know, a little over a year ago. And so, what brought you up to Seattle? Was that a professional move, family move? Yeah, it's kind of it's a lot, kind of a long story. There's, right. not, there's not a really good reason to go. I think a couple <laughs> of things was we thought we were just going to be able to kind of take advantage of the uh, real estate market here and go there and get something cheaper. We always liked it up there, and we mm-hmm. had a good time. But it turned out we never thought we'd be able to come back, but we did. And, and when did happier. you get back? When did we get back? Yeah. Uh, September. Okay, 18. so just a little bit September over a year 18, ago. A little over a year ago, yeah. And that's, I think, when I first started meeting you, or at least hearing you playing, and you jumped right in on it, huh? Well, that that well, was awesome. It, it, was, it was kind of a weird thing because, you know, when I was up in Seattle, I was, I was, I'd gotten out of playing it on, and maybe about five or six years ago, I kind of got back into it, and I was, had a couple of little groups, a couple of little acoustic acts we were trying to get going, and then at the same time, there was this big, really good blues scene up there. So there were lots of jams. So I was kind of a regular at these blues jams. And, and um, so when I moved down here, that was the first thing I wanted. I wanted to reconnect with some of the people that I, that I knew before that I'd played with, you know, people like Hal Cochran and people like that, and um, try to either get something together or just find some people to, to play with. And I heard about this thing going on at Barmel, mm. the Tribe in the Sky. Tribe so in the Sky. I started with Tribe in the Sky. We used to go down to the, the, the jam at Barmel, and I was kind of expecting it to be like a blues jam, like like it was in Seattle, but it was way more, way more freeform. And, sure. Oh yeah, know. not just blues at all. Yeah. It was all kinds of stuff. But right. yeah, I started meeting some people and um, making some associations, and it was really cool. It's been a really good experience. And uh, you brought uh, some of the harps in with you. Tell us about your musical background, the instruments that you do play. Uh, well, you know, I was or maybe uh, the ones you don't. Maybe it'd be easier. <laughs> I've got a bunch. I, I actually have a lot of instruments in my house that I don't play. At all, <laughs> got like a, a couple of guitars and keyboards. I, you know, I, I, I can sort of write songs on them, but mm-hmm. I, I can't play them. You know, right? A um, couple of saxophones. I got a flute for, for my Christmas a couple of years ago. I still haven't figured that thing out. You know, I've got, I've got the harmonicas. That's kind of what I do yeah. mostly. And how did that start for you? Um, you remember, you remember the group Cream? I do. Remember, Baker. Do you remember the album Wheels of Fire? The Not double as clearly album. as you, but well, go double ahead. album. The second half, the second, the second part of it was all live at the Fillmore, and had that great recording of Crossroads, you oh, know, and then Long Spoon Phil. But one of them was Jack Bruce doing a song called Train Time on harmonica, and so that's what I started trying to emulate. I picked up a harp. You heard that, and you somewhere. said, "Oh man, I want to try to replicate yeah, that so I sound." Yeah, I just kind of tried to replicate that sound. And that was kind of where, where it kind of all got started. And how old were you? 16, 16. Okay, so you know, teenager, and and did you uh, take that skill into some sort of bands, or just kind of doing nah, the jam session? Not really, not really, yeah. and then nothing really came of it until maybe you know, fifteen, twenty years later, when I was in a band down here um, called Cousins back in the early eighties, and so I was a lead singer and blew a little harmonica on certain songs, and I wasn't, I wasn't any good back then, but yeah. you know, I'm a 
little better now. Who were some of your influences when you were growing up? You mentioned the Cream album, of course. Well, I kind of got turned on, you know, probably uh, in the mid mid to late 60s, 67, 68, to what they were calling it, psychedelic music, mm. you know. Oh, so yeah. I really liked that, you know, stuff like the Jefferson Airplane and Vanilla Fudge and all the kind of, you know, Iron Butterfly and Agata De Vida, you know, all the right. kind of stuff with the newly organs and oh, the yeah. screaming guitars sure. and stuff like that that went off these little psychedelic trips and stuff like that. So so that's kind of kind of where I where I came from. And that's actually, that was kind of my introduction to the blues because a lot of those bands, you know, early Led Zeppelin, early Cream, right. they played a lot of these old blues songs. I wasn't familiar yeah. with the, the original sure. versions. Yeah, over familiar. in England, that's what they were doing. They but were I was very familiar the with the, the psychedelic Blues rock versions right. of them. So the way they mesh right there. So that, that was, yeah. and, and you grew up in, in this area or where no, were you? No, I grew up in the East Coast. I grew up uh, outside of uh, Washington, D.C. Oh, okay. Yeah, what was that musical scene like? I don't know. Not much. I mean, it wasn't really a part of it. We're back getting then. into it. Well, let's go. Let's jump back over here to Monterey when you got okay. back into town. And not only that, you, you hooked up with one of the hottest bands that's uh, yeah, that taken place, huh? the El Dorado's band. I've known those cats for a while. In fact, I believe I was at one of their first early jams when they helped us out with Rise from the Ashes last year sure. for the benefit. And uh, you jumped in a, a few months later, and I've had a chance to see it, man. Well, tell us how that experience well, all went it, down. It was, it was pretty pretty uh, serendipitous, actually. You know, um, um, I, Steve Agnini, who I've known, one of the second people I met when I moved here back in, like, 76, 77, um, he had... He gave me a call one day. So I was, I had been, I'd seen the Eldorados a couple of times, and I said, oh, I like, I really like this band. This is like my favorite band here in the area. Well, you let know? me ask you why. What was it about those guys that caught your attention? I really took, I kind of liked the, I kind of liked the groove that they had. I liked the music that they were doing. I mm -hmm. liked those kind of blues bass. I really, really enjoyed, you know, Will's guitar playing and and uh, the, having that the trombone in the band yeah, was a, it was just a cool thing you know I said like, oh, this, this band's really cool they're different they're not just doing the same right. cover stuff that all these other bands are doing you right. know and so I, I Rosie and I went and saw them on like a New New Year's Eve or something like that yeah we really like these guys you know and so so a couple months later um, yeah, Steve gives me a call and says hey you know I don't know if you know you know the Eldorados said, yeah I know those guys yeah. they're really great you know and he says well you know they're looking for a, a lead singer would you be interested in doing that i said um yeah I think so. sure man where do i sign up man in? i'm ready to go yeah yeah and then when did that start how did you guys uh, kind of how'd you start to mesh in with the band um it was pretty it was pretty organic really i mean you know i met uh i met with will you know back in end of april early part of may last year and then they had a show um that they were doing at the homebrew the homebrew fest in salinas and then they had a gig at slice on the 5th of may and i was going to give it a little time to learn the material and i realized i i can i can pick this up a little quicker than that so so those are my first first shows with them nice and for a while i had my little music stand and the the, the lyrics and everything i guess i'm learning a lot of new songs you know songs that that uh, i i've never done and certainly the original songs that will wrote but, uh, you know, after a while, I got to the point where I didn't need it anymore. And then that kind of liberated things a lot because we kind of like to not really go by a set list. Kinda, yeah. Well, you, you mentioned know. organic uh, is, is a, like a free-flowing type of thing, it seems like. 
Well, it, it, it is within a structure, yeah, you know. Right. But we well, got some we got some songs well, where there's some room to do stuff, yeah, you right. know, and that's kind of fun. I like it when the trombone player leaves the stage, starts bouncing <laughs> around. I, I find that fascinating. Everybody you know, loves that. Of course, that. CW banging on the skins over there. Tim is on the uh, organ or yeah, keyboards. Keyboards, yeah. Tim on big the fan keyboards. of that. Now, how's it looking in terms of appearances? Uh, your schedule for heading into uh, February and through March. Well, we're going to get some things lined up. We've taken a couple of couple of weeks off here, so yeah. we're going to get a few things lined up, and we'll be back out there. But you, they may be off, but not you. I had a chance to catch you down at Cooper's Cannery Row this past week, the Chuck and Kyle show. Tell me about that. <laughs> and I didn't realize it was, one of the, it was the first performance. Yeah. Wow. Well, technically it was second because right. we did like an hour. We, we did... Um, Entry music for the uh, hospitality awards over at the Elks Club, the Spadaro oh. Hospitality Awards. Oh, okay. They needed somebody to play, so I was, and and I tried to find them somebody, wow. and I couldn't find anybody. So I said, "Boy, you we started up it. at the Elks, and boy, there's nowhere to go but down." I'm just <laughs> sorry to tell you that. So we played there for an hour, like earlier that day, and then we played we played Cooper's. Well, describe the sound. You who's Kyle? Okay, I don't know. You, you, people may know know Kyle Kovalik. He's a, a local musician from around here. Really, really talented uh, guitar player and composer. Probably know him most from work with a band called Five Star, and from a duo that he does with Richard Richard Bryant. Richard okay. Bryant is in Five Star too. For those of you who don't know who Richard Bryant is, Richard Bryant is a um, recording engineer, producer, and an amazing vocalist. He's he's part of the um, Right Album. Right Album on Oh, yes, right, yeah. yeah. And so, um, great guy. And you and Kyle, how, tell us, how how'd you guys hook up? He was at one of our shows, and he had this idea. He wanted to do like a blues, acoustic blues thing, and mm -hmm. try to maybe play a couple of places, like at that barbecue place. So, you know, it took us a little while. We got together, rehearsed a couple of times, came up with some songs. Turns out that it's not that much blues, but, you know, about maybe 50% bluesy right. stuff, and then a couple of other originals and kind of... Songs that we decide we want to do. Now, is that something that you think you'll keep going? Uh, the two of you, you got another gig I saw already lined up. Yeah, we're playing Friday over at the Carmel Craft. And oh, the brewery, a couple, yeah. yeah. A couple of a couple of others after that. We'll see. I mean, I think the other projects that we're involved in are kind of a higher priority. Right. But this is kind of fun, and and it's it's one of these things. If people want us to play, we'll just say, oh, could we do it? Sure. See if you can find a way to, to uh, get out there and perform. Do you, uh, one of the other things I do, uh, Chuck and I have friends on the Facebook, and one of the things <laughs> that you do is you post some, a lot of material. You have your song of the day. But I, I really get a kick out when you produce or you post songs that you've already done, you've already written, like Cakewalk. Oh, okay. something that you played uh, a couple of weeks ago, I heard it. Okay. I really like that. Yeah, tell me about uh, the songwriting aspect of Chuck Brewer. <laughs> Well, um, when I was in Seattle, I, I was uh, had a an acoustic duo, and actually it was a trio. The guy that joined us was a, a bass player, and the bass player, fortunately, is a fellow named Mark Crowder has tons of recording equipment and a little a little um, shed out in the in the woods outside of a Seattle, and uh, so we were actually able to record some of this stuff. Now, my part, my other partner in that band was a guy named Doug Rusk, very talented singer and songwriter, guitar player, and, and myself. And we kind of got together at like an open mic, and we're singing, and realized that our voices kind of harmonized pretty well, mm -hmm. you know. 
So we started getting together working on material, and then I started getting this little creative, because he, he was like a really prolific songwriter, and so this sort of drove me, oh, I should write some songs. Kind of rubbing too. off on yeah, yeah, so I just tapping started, into so your competitiveness. Out, started cranking out some songs, and we put out a, we put out a little CD. Nice. You know, we sold, you know, we sold about 10 copies and gave yeah. away, you know, sure. 100. <laughs> Still giving them away, but hey, <laughs> but, man, you did it. <laughs> but, you but, know, yeah, yeah. It's, it's all you know, like 15 songs, all original stuff, mm -hmm. and... Uh, know some of mine and some of his and i wrote some other stuff that i recorded with 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 mark and some of it we recorded we recorded live and some of it recorded back in the studio with some other guys and a drummer and a guitar yeah. player and so i've got you know mark has produced all these these wave files and sent them to me so right. some of them up on soundcloud and just yeah. share them with the that's nice. Tribe every now and then, just to yeah. Is that something you think it, it could happen uh, in the future? Perhaps the Eldorado's going to get in the studio, do something, or uh, you and Kyle maybe? Or is that always? Um, I, th I think there's definitely plans for the Eldorados to get yeah. into the studio. That's 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 one of the things we've been talking about for a while. We've got a we've got a CD out. We've got a couple of CDs out already with the Eldorados. Mm -hmm. One of them is one that was um, recorded uh, in the studio by. With Richard Bryant, by the way, okay. he, he recorded that one for us. And then um, the other one was one that we picked up a, a live recording at the Garlic Festival. Oh, and we played the Garlic Festival that day of the shooting. Wow! Yeah. And so we were there. We played in the morning, but we had, um, you know, we had uh, again Tim, our keyboard player, always records all of our shows with a with a, a Zoom zoom mic and they post it up and the, and and those are always really good because we can go back there and listen to stuff so okay, sure yeah, this, is, yeah that's better, smart. You know, this was really good this wasn't so good but the um the gilroy show actually was actually pretty pretty good recording and so we decided well maybe we should uh maybe we should try to you know make a live cd out of that and, and sell it to raise funds for the for the victims which is something you did yeah we did yeah, yeah. boy that was uh, really something boy the garlic festival you that look back on that's tragedy. probably one of your yeah. terrible. You know, and again, it's just uh, for you such a great opportunity, and, and yet when you look back on it, forever that. I know, I know. It's uh, it, it, it we were we were really. I mean, all that the shooting and everything happened right on the stage where we were, mm. but it happened several hours after we yeah. left. You know, we started we opened that Sunday or Saturday, whatever day it was, Sunday I guess. Right. And then we were we were long gone by then. Yeah. We heard about it. Everybody else heard about Oh, it. boy. That is something else. Chuck Brewer is our guest here, Destination 831. Coach Casey, conversating. And uh, you mentioned Rosie earlier. Tell us about your wife, because I'm a follower of hers, Rosie the Reviewer. <laughs> Quite a talented family, the Brewers are. Oh, well, you should meet our daughter. She's got <laughs> I think I've heard. Haven't I not heard her sing? Uh, yeah, yes, I, I have. have. Yeah, yes, yeah, okay, yeah, so yeah. I have. She's really yeah. She's really good. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, Rosie, she retired you know, five years ago from the library system up in Washington, and, and she decided to start writing a regular blog. And she was, missed, never missed, never missed it. Twice a week she'd do it. She would do, Fridays she would do review movies and films and books and stuff like that. And then her Tuesday blog was just sort of more sort of a general, you know, mm -hmm. rant about the state of the world or what she's doing. Observational yeah. type stuff. Yeah, Sorry, honey, I didn't mean. Whoa. <laughs> Anyhow, but um, so after a while, she scaled it back because it was, it was getting to be, you know, a lot, yeah. of, a lot of work. Sure you is. Know, to come up writing, with that every, every twice a week. But, um, you know, I met her, you know, I met her obviously down, down here and we moved up there together. And, you know, we raised our kids and, and took, put them both to the Pacific Grove school system. They both graduated from PG High. And, but, um, 
met her down in I met her down at Big Sur back in '83. Oh, and I was in a band back then called Cousins, and we had a we had a show down at, at Fernwood. And back in the day, you know, back in those days, Fernwood would would hire you for two nights, and they'd pay you and they'd give you two cabins, like for Friday night and Saturday, so you wow. didn't have to you know yeah. commute back up the different days. You know, huh? Yeah, he yeah, played till two in the morning, so they didn't want you driving right. up, so you could, sure. you could stay down there and hang out and party or whatever. Or whatever. Let's get or to whatever. the whatever part. Yeah. <laughs> so continue. So we played. We played there that Friday and Saturday night. And I guess Rosie and her her friend had had come down there, and they they saw us in the they saw us play there Saturday night and whatever. So the next Sunday morning, we're headed back up, and we stop in at the River Inn, hmm. and um, she and her friend are sitting over at the next table, and you know, started talking and. One thing led to another. Wow. And I hit her on the head with a beer can, and that she was, was mine after that. <laughs> <you know? laughs> a good good effort, because she is a sharp lady. In fact, I want to have, going to extend an invitation to have Rosie, the reviewer, in here uh, for another podcast as well, because I really uh, dig what she's doing. Cool. Thank yeah, you. that'll Thank be you. awesome, man. she's doing, too. Yeah, so you brought some of these harmonicas here. Could, could you give us uh, just a quick little... Uh, I don't know, pick one out and, and just uh, jam a little bit for us. If oh. it's not too awkward for you, explain. Try, uh, try not to be too awkward. Now, you got, you got about seven in there, and, and obviously. I've got, I've, got, I've got a few. One of the things about harmonicas is, is they're, they're, they're all in a particular key. Right. So depending on what key the song is in will depend on the harmonic you're going to play. If you wow. play, if the song, if you play what we call cross harp, if the song is in A, you'll probably play a song that's in harmonica that's keyed in D and mm. it works really well with the blues bluesy type of stuff wow. and mm. I've got a couple of them here that are made by Lee Oscars that are actually minor key and these are really cool sounding now where do you acquire these you go to a music store you buy them online I pretty much get them on Amazon now it's just easier yeah, yeah. I'm ashamed to say but yeah Dude, what was the, I, I had a harmonica it was the the one with the airplane on it you know the 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 traditional harmonica. Oh yeah, I had heard they, something. They used, to, they used to be like little toys, like two, three yeah, bucks. You know, right. they're like fifty. Some of these are like eighty, ninety dollar harmonicas. So that's quite an investment you have in there. Uh, a little bit. You yeah. Know. What was the first song uh, that you taught yourself how to play on that harmonica? Train time. Can <laughs> you play a little of it for us right now? I remember how it goes. Could you? It's just, it's just basically a little, you know. Yeah. <laughs> The, the, the train whistle is, is a kind of a... Yeah. yeah. Kind of oh, that was one of the things I learned how to do is you make that train sound down. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever uh, teach anybody how to play the harmonicas? That, I need somebody to teach me. Oh, stop it. I'm not going to fall for that. No, that was... I'm, are... I'm, I'm, I'm just sort of self-taught. Well, and, you learn learn the scales, which mm -hmm. song, there's some notes you blow into and some notes you draw. Right. And the draw notes can be bent usually by doing something like... You know, so that's change bending. The pitch. Oh, okay. Uh, in terms of uh, the harmonic, now that's something. That's the first instrument you taught yourself. No. No. What, what was the first? No, I was in. I was in um, middle school. I, I learned the clarinet. Oh, because I was going to say mine was a recorder. Did you? Oh, I, had, I had a recorder. <laughs> yeah, that was like an elementary. So the clarinet. School, okay, the clarinet. so you had already been drawn into the horns a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. Do you find that helps you in terms of your health, the breathing that you uh, go through? I would think it has to be. I, I don't know. I think I'm, what I'm breathing is my own germs, but that's what <laughs> <laughs> I'm blowing in the arm. I don't know if it's Soak them in bleach or something, uh, man. But uh, no. yeah, yeah, you have to, 
breathing breathing helps. Oh, I've, yeah. I've I've done a few gigs where I've had a cold and I've been really congested sure. and it's it's um, challenging you know, to play harmonica solos when you've got that situation going on. No, there's and uh, when you're working with a band, uh, do you pretty much know when you're supposed to jump in with the harmonica? Or do you ever have a chance to uh, kind of freelance in there, or you just know the way it's going to fit in? With the Eldorados, our arrangements are pretty. Pretty, pretty set, so yeah. I know when my part's supposed to come. If I remember to come in when I'm mm-hmm. supposed to come in, I know when I'm supposed to come yeah. in. Yeah. What's the thing you like about when you're performing in front of people? I like, to, I like getting the feedback. I like seeing people, you know, look like they're having a good time and enjoying it, and if they're dancing, that's cool, or even they're just sitting there doing, you know, nodding their head and, right. and enjoying it. Yeah, I like, I like to do it. All right, cool. And again, we don't know the next gig for uh, the Eldorado's band. But we do know that Chuck and Kyle. Now, how'd you get top billing here? Shouldn't it be Kyle and Chuck or what? I mean, come on. I'm just saying, <laughs> Kyle, K and C. I named yeah. the band. No, All right. Yeah, you named it. So you're no. going to be performing this Friday night down in Carmel at the uh, Carmel, what is it? Brewing? Carmel Craft Brewing Company. Okay. It's down in the barnyard. And it's a beautiful location down there. And what time is the show going to start? We're going to start at uh, 7 and go till 9 or so. All right. Do you have a following on the social media? Somebody's watching, they want to find out more about some of the stuff you've done on SoundCloud or some of your previous or follow Chuck Brewer. What do they do? Yeah, you know, just look me up on Facebook. I'm, um, you know, Chuck Brewer. And um, uh, you can find me on my music and be on SoundCloud and on Reverb Nation. Nice. Well, you know what? We just chewed up over 22 minutes chatting with each other right oh, here. Man. Isn't that something? That's something. That's a piece of that cake. Time flies, man. Would you do me a favor and have the honor of playing us out as we head on out? And I tell the folks that this has been Destination 831 Conversations with Coach Casey. If you're interested in being a guest, we'd love to hear from you. We ask that you rate and review this podcast. That's Chuck Brewer. You know who you are. Shouts out to Kevin Armstead. Destination 831. Thanks for joining us.